Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Fan Morning Show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee. Trying to find the perfect balance of talking too much to annoy my co-host, but also giving them a little room to stretch out before the start of the show. Maybe this is the happy medium. Sammy McKee, how are you feeling coming off a Blue Jays shellacking and Alec Manoa not looking great last night? Um, okay, this morning. Okay. My, uh, Some progress, quite honestly. My... Wife has the car in Niagara. Oh, no. So this morning I had the the pleasure of riding the the bus. In. The Vomit Comet. The and old 300. I mean, not. I don't want to step on 680 News or City News 680 as it's called now. I don't want to step on their toes. But, I mean. Laura Carney wouldn't mind. It's just an absolute joke. <laughs> Agreed. That this <laughs> don't train, even need to finish. That the Agreed. train isn't running yes. at this time. Yes, like, I got on uh, at my stop near uh, Bloor and Jane, mm-hmm. and there was a lineup of twenty people to get on the bus. Oh yeah, the bus was rammed. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't first in line, I wouldn't have got on the bus. Yep, and there's people getting turned away from the bus, and the guys like the next bus is coming in ten minutes or whatever. It's like the world. St- <laughs> when's the first train? Yeah. Uh, a little after six. That's insane. Wild. Wild. How does it not start at five? Absurd. Like five even. As a side note. Should've. I didn't expect to get into city planning. No, here, I mean, like, as a as a side note, should have texted your bud cruising along the Gardner. Would have gladly scooped you. Would have even shut up for the whole ride because no I way. know you could not handle it. You no would, there's no way you could do it. No, you there's know no it. way. There's no way you would have shut up for the whole ride. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. I would have sucked you into a pre-show meeting. I would have been like, "How do you compare Macar and Fox for our trade value that um, we're going to do?" No, okay, I would. But in all seriousness, if you need me, I'm here no, for you. No, I bud. can. Uh, my Ali will be back tonight. I'll be driving okay. again. All right, like, and it's not like you know, I. It's not the end of the world. I know. I I used to do it all the time when I was. Uh, by the way, our boy Alan. No longer yeah, uh, gone. I feel, I feel very Should bad. have said something yesterday. Yeah. But when I was our boy Alam for years, for current senior producer Ryan Fabro and whatever iteration of the fan morning show it was, I rode the Vomit Comet in every morning. And then when I moved up to the top of North York, I would take whatever the version of the Vomit Comet that comes down young is. So I know it well. I know your pain. No, and, it's just, uh, it's just it's an brutal. absurd thing. Yeah, it's it, dumb. Yeah, it truly, truly is an absurd thing. I mean, and I could do. I'm very excited not, to this, talk. This blue. doesn't really play for the people who are in their cars. They're yeah, like, we don't fun. care about the TTC. No, nah, it does matter though. But like, you know, it does matter. I, we have a new mayor, Olivia. <laughs> Maybe your platform should be start the train for the grinders, because the amount of the grind train I saw on that train on that bus oh. today. Gritty. It's just all guys with their construction oh, vests yeah. on. I saw a hard hat. A lot of Leuna. I saw a lot of just, yeah, I saw some union boys on there. You know, I can't believe that the bus is the only mode of transportation across Bloor at 540. It's not like it's 3 in the no, morning. No, it's not. I got on at 520. Yep. It's absurd. Wild. Oh. All right. That was good. I, I love getting worked up about something that is already done with and you don't have to deal with anymore that is very a me move of you so i love that i just didn't like i thought that 
I, I maybe I knew that it didn't start at this time. I think you did. I maybe I did know that, but I didn't also know how busy it was. Mm. Like I thought I'd be getting on and be an empty bus. I have a seat. I could close my eyes and just be like, you no, know what? I'll be there not. in no. twenty minutes. I don't have to think about anything. Ride in the sweat pit. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, armpit elbows, in the face. Oh yeah, like, all that people stuff. Are like yelling at each other to get out of their seat yeah. and yeah, man. Uh, I'm I actually, sorry. I'm I'm really sorry to all my grinders out there. Yes, that have to take that bus every day. And like, there's just, if you start at six, that's it. And you don't have a car you're or you don't the, want to commute. You're on the grind. You're on the grind. The grind, the, the grind, the grind bus. bus. The grind bus. Yeah. It's a joke. Last time I was on one of those, I actually am just remembering this now. Uh, there was a uh, bus driver doing a crossword at a red light, and I thought it was hilarious. So I snapped a picture of it, and then I came in, and uh, the folks at Sydney News 680 were like, we got to get all over this. No. Uh, and then I became public enemy number one. Wow. I had people telling me, who'd you show it to? I, I just, I sent out a, I sent out a tweet. I'm like, I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, got to multitask in the mornings or whatever it was. How did like, you think that was going to go? I on. Honestly, <laughs> this is this shows you how early it had to be in the morning that even I had foggy brain being like, people will also think this is hilarious, yeah. like me. Uh, no, they did not. Of course not. Yeah, I mean, I should have remembered when the mayor was just reading stuff while he was driving around in the car. That and didn't the go very well. the all-time great. Yeah. I'm the mayor. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> Could someone else drive you? That's one of the all-time greatest responses. Oh, there's so many. Buddy, uh, working uh, at I could 680 do... News from 2012 to 2014 was one of the most electric jobs in the world. I, I could do I could do an hour of just mayor tales uh, again, and even up to the to the most recent one. I remember I was working the Leafs Nation when everything came out about Tory, oh. and then I was just trying to convince Stellick to run. Did not take me up on it. Actually, that's wouldn't a good, have done bad. That's a good text topic. What pers- <laughs> would Gord Stellick would Gord <laughs> Stellick be elected mayor of Toronto if he ran. He would finish no worse than third. Like, he's doing better than our boy Gong, yeah. for sure. I, with way less pub. <laughs> yeah. Gong had more signs than votes. I would love to see, so again, we have our, we're going to talk Blue Jays in a second we here. Are, we're going to do our, we're going to do our kind of NHL, <laughs> we're going to do our kind of NHL trade value stuff, and I was looking at some of these things, and just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything too obvious. I was looking at like, cost per goal, cost per save, these oh types of God. things. No, no, they're there was nothing to be gleaned there. Guess what? It's all guys on ELCs who had an okay year. That's how it works out. But mm-hmm. I would love to know what Gong's sign per vote Not was. Good. Not good. Not good. I need that ratio, though. I needed it. Blue Jays. Mm. All right. We got to. Gotta, we do. I, but, uh, you're asking the wrong guy? Because, again, I would do a three-hour morning show discussing where Connor Bedard fits in the hierarchy uh, among NHL. a three-hour morning show on the inefficiency of the TTC? Honestly, either or. Would <laughs> gladly do either. But we do, in fact, have to talk about uh, the Toronto okay. Blue Jays. Okay. Um, I think the the talking point coming out of this, obviously, is Manoa, of course, But the thing I look at with people is the reaction to, you know, early on, you're texting me, rightfully so, wake up, Blue. You got to give them that. The Soto at bat, of course, Mm -hmm. is the one. And I think a lot of people can sit there and say, ah, if he gets that call, maybe the night goes different. But I I don't look at it that way. I have a hard time believing I don't look at it that way. So Because he just had no command. And I understand that was a great pitch. It probably gets him out of the inning. All of a sudden, you're not down to nothing. Maybe it does go differently. But the command was just way too all over the place and for a guy who is supposed to be a a competitor and i'm not saying he's not but but the whole thing with him is supposed to be finding a way he couldn't and that's the concerning part um a lot of things jumped out to me about that game last night i think this is 
Yeah, is this the first morning show we've done so far that we were coming off of a Blue yes. Jays game? We've been doing like it for fresh, nearly two weeks. Freshly yep. off of a game because yep. there's no game on Monday. Nope. So this is our first and show. And we still still took eight minutes to talk about it um, because of the bus. So that, god damn. <laughs> um, that bus, man. I'm off the rails again. Start the train at 530. Uh yeah, <laughs> the trains will run on time when you're mayor. Is what I'm hearing, McKee. Oh, absolutely. Careful. There's some undertones there. So, um, I think the first thing that jumped to me jumped out to me is how do the Padres suck? Does not make sense. I don't God, get how just, they suck. Just every guy that comes to the plate, and this is the thing you you feel it more with playoff baseball. Maybe you have a feel for it more with teams you see all the time, but. When a guy comes up to the dish, how many times did you feel good about that when it was a Padre? You have to get down to, what, the eight, nine hitter before you feel that way? That is just a deep, deep lineup. I wonder what their odds are right now. I have no idea how to look this up. I'm bad at gambling websites. Uh, but what they're, what they're, what you they're, discuss, I'll look it what up What their you. odds are to make the playoffs because they're way out of it right now. I think they're probably seven games back. They were, they were discussing on the broadcast last night. I think they said that they were eight games back going into last night. Yeesh. So uh, I guess depending on what the, how it shakes out, they're now seven or they could be seven and a half or whatever. I'm just pulling up the standings here quickly. Um, that to me is a team, and I, we don't, I know that people care more about the Jays. They're mm-hmm. seven and a half back. That to me is a team that could get really hot. Like totally. starting pitching is excellent. Yeah, like, you look at Musgrove last I night. Lo- yeah. I loved Musgrove's game last night. Um, I like their, obviously their lineup stack. Plus 390, Daniela yeah, like, all over it. Plus 390 is a number that I could sprinkle on. Just mm-hmm. a little bit, nothing yep. crazy, but just I could see them getting hot. Okay, so Manoa. Um, yeah, he got absolutely squeezed by uh, that ump last night. Looking like Robbie Ray's pants in that zone. I don't, Tight. Know, I don't know what the ump's name is. I don't know if I necessarily would want, want to say it, if it matters. It doesn't. Um, but that that pitch was right down Main Street. Perfect pitch. Sets him up. Gets the change up at the bottom You're of the zone. You're talking about the Soto one. Yes. Yep. it was. A, he set him up. It was full count. And he... What was it full count? No, it was 2-2. Yeah. Because then he, I think he hit the 3-2, uh, the pitch. And yes. I he thought, got to full count on the first, like, five batters he faced. I thought... That that really did rattle him, but I also thought before that his command was no good in the first batter, first two batters he faced. Yep. He was he was pulling everything. He was missing. I guess that's is that arm side like they're yep. coming inside yep. on everybody. He just looked like bad Manoa right from the start. You could kind of feel it. And sure, you can blame the the umps for him giving up those two that two run homer and then it kind of spiraling spiraling from there. But that was an incredibly discouraging outing from Alec Manoa for me. It never looked good. I don't think there was one moment during that start that I was like, okay, he kind of looks like Alec Manoa here again. He's kind of back. I thought it was really, really discouraging, and I do not know what you do now. I go. I think we have Kevin Barker coming up yep. at 8 o'clock. We'll talk to him. He's a great guy to ask about it. But I just really am searching, and it's the thing I was thinking about during the game when it was happening. It was the thing I thought about before I went to sleep. It's what I thought about on the vomit comment on the way here today. What the hell do you do with Alec Manoa now? Because that was that was borderline disaster. I know the, the stats don't look awful. Mm-hmm. He got, you know, uh, Pearson got out of it for him when he was came out in the force, so the and numbers didn't, didn't balloon yeah. too much on him. But, boy, that was close to disaster as you can get without it being a full-on disaster. Yeah, it's not it's not pretty and And if you want to text in, how would you handle yeah, Manoa? We're happy to read any text. If you're grinding on the vomit comment, you can do that too. Text in five ninety five ninety please. Yeah, please always include your name and location. Love, love hearing from, from everybody there. Or if you're just grinding. We miss our grinders. Yeah, we haven't got any grinder texts. Well in the we last haven't few days, we haven't fed the beast but we either. Need, we need some. 
Uh, wherever, wherever Buddy in the dirty wet pit is, if he's got something better, there was also a guy talking about lubricants on the line, which I didn't like the tenor of. But if he wants to come back, I would very, very much uh, take that. The thing for me with Manoa is I think we're at a point, and I want to be clear, I'm not sitting here pouring dirt on him saying he's done, he's never going to come back. But I think we need to be realistic about what this guy is. I mean, he was a first-round pick. He was a highly touted player. He was all of that for a reason. But so much of what he is as a player, as a pitcher, he's not 99 blow-it-by-you guy. He is competitor, find-a-way guy. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he can't do that right now, that is the most damning thing of all of it to me the control guys are going to have control come and go throughout their career and obviously you're not going to be able to pitch well if you can't control where it's going but that is something that is technical that is something that it may not get fixed this year but I am not I do I have a belief that he can fix the command part of this eventually again how long that takes I don't know but when you look at what Manoa is again he is not 99 on the coin he is not Garrett Cole he goes about it a very different way he's not even Robbie Ray from the Cy Young year here. And when you look at even the ace of this staff, and I don't want to say even to disparage Kevin Gosman, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the weapon that Gosman has with his splitter. And it just makes you kind of reevaluate what this guy is. Again, it doesn't mean he cannot refine all-star form, but he has to be so, I won't say perfect, but so much more fine than a guy who can just blow you away with amazing velo or an incredible wipeout slider or anything like that. He doesn't have that. And it, mm-hmm. it's the thing that's always kind of, to me, made me wonder, not that he can be a true ace, but when we're talking about true upper echelon in the game, I mean, there were Go back a year ago, people had visions of this guy being perennial Cy Young arm right in the mix. And I don't know that we can continue to hold those expectations, not because of what we're seeing, but because of the actual kind of framework of what he is as a player. So what happened? Well, I think think this is total uh, body language doctor, but an an armchair psychologist. Mm -hmm. But this is a guy who feeds off of emotion. He feeds off of winning. He feeds off of competing. Mm -hmm. And when you get dinged up, and it's not dinged up in a little way, it's dinged up in a minor way to the point that you had to go down to the Florida Gulf Coast League, and then you get lit up by 18- and (laughs) 19-year-olds. It can't not ding your psyche. It has to do that. And I honestly think it is just a crisis of confidence and then the two things feed off of each yeah. other he's not confident the command goes away the command's not there he becomes less confident it is a beast kind of eating itself there so honestly i think that's that's what happened it seems very very layman but honestly i don't know what the other explanation could be because guy didn't just forget how to pitch overnight so from sportsnet stats um, great resource one of the best shout twitter, out one steve of best, felon one of the best twitter accounts in the world one of my favorite follows don't follow me. It breaks my heart. Um, oh, yeah. You're just, you're feeding them great stats. Come on. I shout them out all the time. Follow me. They follow 3,300 people that can't mix in a Sam McKee follow. No. Come on. No, I stats. actually want them to hold their lines no, so hard on sports this. stats. Come on. You got to follow me. All right. Alec Manoa and eight home starts this season. His ERA is nine. His whip is 2.42. His opponent's batting average is 344, Gunner. And it has 30 walks and 31, 31 innings pitched. It's insane. That's nuts. That is, that is unsustainable. It's, I, it's actually unsustainable to be that bad as well is the other part of this that's kind of 
shocking. You you would not have thought he would found a, find a floor this low. That's the surprising thing about all uh, this. By the way, yeah. the grinders are back. Yes. Thank God. Um, I just, I think the, the, the Detroit start was some really, really, really significant false hope. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of convinced ourselves. And like going back and watching that, he left a lot of pitches in bad spots to bad hitters. That like, because I went back and watched some of the highlights yep. from that, and you know, there were some there's some cookies there that didn't get mm-hmm. eaten by a really bad Detroit lineup. Mm-hmm. And last Old Spencer Spencer Torkelson last couldn't night, turn on one. Last night the cookies got eaten. He was walking. You could tell that there was a fear with him. Like I don't think he thinks his stuff is good enough, and he wasn't locating. It's not. I know. Yeah. So the question is, was this way too early to bring Matt Manoa back? And I think I, yesterday I said I was confident in him. Yep. Yesterday I said that I felt like he's back, like you just kind of got to roll with him. Mm-hmm. But after seeing that against a good starting lineup in the major leagues of baseball, yep. but like they're not a unbelievable team, I don't know. Can you run him back out there? I guess you have to. But, have God, to. it's really scary running him back out there again. You have to run him back out there. I understand the idea of it seeming too soon, but – you had to, at some point, make a jump. And quite honestly, I don't know that him continuing to work away at New Hampshire AA, if it's really a confidence issue, I can hear both sides of it. Of course, I can hear the side of, what are you talking about? If he goes seven innings and looks great every time, how is that not going to affect his confidence? Well, because he's doing it in New Hampshire in a minor league ballpark. And guess what? There's no convincing yourself that's the same thing as the major leagues. There's a there's like a car being driven out in the middle of the seventh inning to give away to the lucky fan. Like, it's just a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the idea of you have to get this guy back up here for two reasons. One, I think that he's already kind of been shot for this season i don't think bringing him back up here is going to quote unquote ruin him more or cause him a bigger crisis of confidence and then the other part of it as well is that this is the conversations we've had about if this is going to be another one of these push-in years because you can't just wait another year well you got to see what you have because whatever you want to go do on the trade market whatever Mm. you want to do nothing that you will add to this team could be as impactful as a good Alec Manoa. Now, obviously, you're not getting that, but I still don't have a problem with them bringing him up now because of those things. I I just don't think there was anything left for him to gain. Not to say he couldn't have improved, but I don't think he would have necessarily taken anything from it in in double-A or even triple-A. And then the other part of it as well is that he's still despite everything that he's giving you, which is not much, Mm -hmm. still a better option than Mitch White. Still entirely possible it's a better option than Hyunjin Ryu, who hasn't thrown a pitch in a game in two years. It's all going to change on Friday. But that's why I think they did have to bring him up, and I don't think it was too soon. Yeah, that's what our boy Kevin from Orangeville says. I think you just need to keep grinding with Manoa and pray to God he bounces back. I, I, I actually think that might be the plan here. Like, Can you put Manoa in the bullpen? Like, does his stuff play in the bullpen? I feel like well, not if he can't locate, right? Yeah, I, I, that's the last thing you want in the bullpen is a guy to come in and start putting guys on, and you know he doesn't have the velocity to blow guys away, like you said. He's like, he's you know, I, I don't see that being an option for him. So, I think you just have somebody ready. I think maybe you kind of view Ryu and him as mm-hmm. one guy. Okay, that when works. He comes back, right? It's like you look at those two guys and you're like, well. Have Ryu, maybe Ryu start or Manoa start or vice versa, whatever you want to do, and kind of just piggyback off each other as one human being and be like, hey, 
uh, yeah, piggyback off each other because I don't really know what other option. Like, you're right. Sending him down to the minors isn't going to do anything unless you just want him to be gone. Yep. Like, you go down and be like, hey, go down to the 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 alternate site. The they shouldn't place. even do that. They should just send him to the Dominican. I know winter ball is only played in the winter, but he should just be going and play there. If, there, if and he should be, if he is not going to just be out there until this is completely un, undoable, yeah. then they, they should just send him home, honestly. Yeah. So I think, I think oh, this, this text is very scary. Sean from Toronto. Oh, is, no. Is this the, oh, no. Is this the same situation as Ricky Romero? Question mark. Aaron Sanchez, question mark. Uh-huh. Gustavo Chassin, question remember, mark. Do you remember yes. the Gustavo Chassin uh, yes, cologne do. that they gave out as a giveaway? I don't, it's, I don't think, <laughs> it's too early to say it is. Yeah, but it's but not st- too, too early, early to say, say it is. isn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's right there with you. I, I don't know, it's hard, you don't want to say that yet. No, of course it's not. It's too early to say that. But, but I, you know, there is a lot of evidence of this mm-hmm. in the major leagues over the years. It, it, just, it just happens, yep. right? So we got to hope it's, that's not the case, and you got to hope you're going to run him back out there the next start, and he's going to start to look like capable Alec Manoa again. But last night sucked. Last yep. night was incredibly discouraging. There wasn't one thing I took out of that where I'm like, oh, at least this was working. Yep. Oh, at least he was getting whiffs. Mm-hmm. At least Nothing. he was had his command. Nope. At least there wasn't hard contact. There was... Balls scorched all yes. over the park. The ones that got caught, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Couldn't, I mean, what was his, did he get whiffs last night? Felt no. like there was no swing and miss stuff. Couldn't find the zone. He ended up with five walks last night. It's just, last night was the exact opposite of what you wanted. Like, if you are the front office of this team, if you're Pete Walker, which we can talk about here in a second. Yep. If you're John Schneider, last night was the, not quite doomsday scenario, but Pretty close to the doomsday. The doomsday clock is ticking towards midnight yeah, when you're looking, watching that start. It's looking like the doomsday clock for planet Earth. Again, I'll, I'll keep my uh, my opinions on that to mm-hmm. my to yes. myself. But it's very much looking like that. The good a time as any to switch to the Pete Walker thing. Uh, I saw no shortage of tweets from people in the ballpark who said, ah, he's going out there to get tossed. And that's exactly what he did, I got no problem with that. That we—it's a tale as old as time in, in baseball. I have a problem with it. Oh, you do? Okay. I have a problem with how it happened. Oh, okay. Yes, that—that's totally fine. I also have a problem with so, how it happened. Please, oh, no, but like, give your gripe to me. This is the one thing that drives me nuts about any any sort of umpire, referee, mm-hmm. anything across sports. Is if you a want guy, the show? No, if a guy gets in your grill, yep. And he comes to you and he's kicking dirt right. or it's like in the Lou Pinella style. In the in hockey, the the coach calls you over and right. he just goes red face Sheldon, keep in your face. <laughs> We've just, seen this movie. And just embarrasses you or whatever. I get tossing somebody, yep. I get given a minor penalty, a bench minor yep. like that. But the thing that drives me nuts is when they go looking for it. For sure. And That's, he did. They when they take the mask off and they go looking for mm-hmm. it. That's what drives me insane. And it's impossible to say that that umpire, like, what are you listening in for that? Like that long? Yeah, it was like, weird. Come up here, be like, it's over. Walk back to your yep. thing. Put your mask on. Call the balls and strikes. Like he came up there, he listened in. Obviously, people are like, yeah, this guy's a complete ball. Yeah, of course. Can't yeah. call the zone. This guy absolutely yeah. stinks. Yeah. Is what he said. <laughs> well, that's guaranteed sure. what he said to Manoa. But like, okay, 
He didn't say it to your face. Right. He didn't yell it in your face. He wasn't demonstrative. He didn't show you up in front of the crowd. He didn't, right. He didn't get everyone behind your, like, on you. Okay. Like, those are all the Don't criteria. Don't disagree with any of this. This is all the criteria to get somebody kicked out of the game. Yep. And he just, he had his little feelings hurt because he was calling a horrific game. For sure. And he tossed out the pitching coach. I thought it was an absolute embarrassing display by that umpire. I was, I was sick about it. I agree with everything you're saying. The only pushback I have to it is that a lot of people seem to think Pete Walker was going out there to get tossed. And I agree he didn't do the thing yet to get himself tossed. And I very much I have mean, time for it, everything you're it saying. It would have happened in the next, like, I would have set the over-under at, in, at like, three outs. Right. There would have been three more outs so before that, one that, of them got I tossed. I totally agree with everything you're saying. I hate umps making themselves a show, refs making themselves a show. It is terrible. You never want that to be the discussion point. But I also cannot sit here and get too exercised about it because... Seemed pretty clear that's what was going to happen. Somebody was going to get themselves run. Be it Schneids, be it Walker. Yeah. I don't know what Ace was doing. Maybe he could have got in there, got himself run. Somebody needed to say something, and somebody was going to. Uh, I guess as good a time as any to just have a uh, uh, periodical check in here with where you are at on robot umps when you see everything happening with that game last night. I have long been a believer that. You can have the robot there. I just like someone needs to get yelled at once in a while, so you still need a guy out there. But that was pretty bad last night. Have you have you evolved your thinking on this? Have you been steadfast? I actually don't know where you stand on this. I am very. I'm. I don't have a take. Okay. I'm Mister on the fence. About <laughs> yeah, this. I'm like, very on the fence as well. I think this is one of those things, kind of like the umpire review, kind of like you know certain things in sports mm-hmm. where we're like, we lived how long without that? Right. Like and once we have it, we'll never we, go. Well, pitch clock, perfect example, yeah, right? It's like, oh my god, I can't watch a game before that. Like I see, you know, I you know I'm a TikToker, <laughs> buddy. And, I and know. My, and my algorithm sometimes is that golf guy who just goes. Gosh, no, no, no. It's, no. It's, it's like I'll get like iconic at bats, right. On okay. my TikTok algorithm because yeah. it's like knows all of baseball. Love it. And like, Good for I'll look you. at the comments and people will be like, "We won't have this drama with its pitch clock." Now I'm like. Oh my God! I don't even think about the length. <laughs> Do you think about the length of time it's taking no. or the moment? Like the moment. it does it has no sure. bearing on it. Totally. But with the with the the, I think they've tried this in the minor leagues. They have with the the challenge system. Yes. I think you should have however many challenges a game, mm-hmm. and you don't have a robo ump. Okay. But if you think, but there's Hawkeye that you can go to. If you think it's an egregious call, right? You'd be like challenge. And then you get the whole moment of the crowd. It's oh, like, I, the oh, tennis. It's the only good thing in tennis is they're clapping when there's going to be oh, a. Oh, it's and then you're like, and then you're wrong. Yeah, you're like, hey, you're a bozo. You're hey. wrong. The pitcher gets to ring up the yeah, ump. Yeah, you're out. Sit, go sit down. Go sit in the truck. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then the other side of it is, you're right. You get to go to first base. Yep. I think you know it's the challenge system could work. You know, maybe you could do full robot, but yeah. I, I still think. The art of the frame of the pitch. I think the art, like, to me, when a guy is set up down outside mm-hmm. and he pulls one high and inside yep. and the, the the catcher goes like this yep. and the ump doesn't call it, right. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah. I, I agree with that decision to not call that. I still think you do need some sort of a human element. So I think the challenge system is the one that I would like to see. I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever want to go full robot. I don't ever want to go full robot. And the other part of it that, and again, I'm sure there will be, I'm sure there already is tape of me complaining about this exact thing. And there will be tape in the future of me complaining about this exact thing. But I do like the idea to a certain extent of reputational calls. 
Like, I know it really bit Manoa last night on that Soto one that the ump clear as day says Manoa can't find the zone to save his life and Juan Soto has a great eye, so I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt Which here. I don't necessarily disagree with. Right, that's what yeah, I'm getting at yeah. is I do like that aspect of it. We've seen this, we don't see it anymore, but we saw this early with Vladdy in his career. Mm-hmm. He was a week into his big league career and spitting at pitches an inch off yeah. the plate. And um, so we go, oh, that's fine. There's no yeah. way. If Vladdy doesn't want it, there's no way it's any good. And and conversely, if you are a pitcher who is around the zone all night, you're not nibbling. You yeah. are throwing strikes. You deserve the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Because guess what? That's the kind of baseball I want to see. So there is no perfect answer for this. This is like one of the things. This is an old school sports debate where there is no right answer. There is no definitive. I know the nerds will say, yes, there is. Just have a bunch of robots out there. So like. So the people that want full robo, you would just do it like pitch tracks like they have on the Sportsnet broadcast. And it would just be like. On the scoreboard. Yeah. Strike. Ball. And he's just terrible. We still have a guy behind the dish pointing. They say that there would still be a guy pointing, but like, well, you need somebody to call home plate. I just like, like the, the idea. Guy, when the guy's yeah. running home. The robot can't call the the close play. I at just home. like the idea. Or of this, can they? I just like this being. I just like this being like a, a TikTok influencer because why do they need to know anything about baseball if they're just doing an action? They could be like a trained theater performer. It could be anybody who could be a big league ump. Um, can we read some decks? We can. Right. And then we the, will uh then we will transition to Leafs. We got some got some news ish. Oh my Fridge. god. I saw news ish. I saw that like text you sent and I was like, oh my God, this is water. You were just well. pouring it <laughs> off. Uh, like Dufresne at the end of Shawshank, this, baby. This is from Brian in Toronto. Laughable about how people can blame the ump last night for Manoa's debacle. He was all over the place Wild, falling off the mound towards first still, largely as a result of being out of shape, as we have seen all season. Mm-hmm. His fault. Obviously, in Florida, they didn't work on his fitness. Manoa was rushed back as a re- result of nobody in the system. Brian, I got to be honest with you, bud. Don't disagree with much of that. Nope. Nope. I, uh, I think he, he covered it pretty well. You're also not going to fix a guy. Like, let's say, let's say physique or, you know, fitness is the issue. Yeah. You're not going to fix that in a no. month down in Florida. No. I know we all think, oh, I got big vacay coming up. Better get in the gym. It doesn't quite work that way. That's never worked. That's never worked for anyone. You're um, right. I would be sending Manoa down in the minors for the rest of the season as soon as Ryu is available. Mark from Durham. I, People are out. Durham, Ontario? or Sorry, it's Durham Region. Durham Region. Dur- okay, well, there's a Durham You'd up near think- Sound. Oh, so I didn't okay. know if he was. If- I would think that's Durham Region, but yeah. n- you never know. Yeah. Um, if you want to call it, text it and qualify. Uh, Clarify that for me. It'd be great. I think Durham region is like minus a thousand. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, people are out. Put Manoa in the bullpen. If it doesn't work, Ricky Romero him. Dan, what does that mean? I mean, it means he's not good anymore is, yeah. is what it means. I just, uh, we, we do have to feed the grinder beast a little bit. This mm. is my favorite grinder we ever got in the history of mankind. Not dirty wet pit guy, mm. but last year, this guy said he, uh, his wife still works, but he's retired. So he gets up pretending like he has to go to work every day and then shuts her down when she goes out. Uh, so he just says, Gunner and Sam set up the sprinklers on the lawn. Love the TTC angst. Good morning, guys. So he's grinding. Fake, grinder. fake grinder. He knows. He knows he's not really grinding, but he's All a right. fake grinder. Okay, here we go. Jay from London. Up at 5 a.m. workout. Work 7 to 7. Swolger. Wow. No command, but take away two big missed calls <laughs> from ball hitting third base bag and Springer's yep. misplay. Not terrible other than not fighting the zone. Well, Jay, <laughs> I mean, I love you texted in, bud, and I love you, but, like, not fighting the zone, it's quite a large part of the sport of baseball when you were pitching. <laughs> like, 
You need to find the zone. I, I love that. I love that. I also love that he's just so busy grinding. There wasn't even a comma no. between his routine <laughs> into the Jays take. Just so, boom. I actually really like this one. Hey. This is similar. No, more oh. important. Uh-oh. We had a massive upset. I just set the line at minus 1,000 for Durham Region. Durham, Ontario, 40 minutes from the sound. Love wow. it. Love bad, it. Bad bookmaker guns. boy. He getting slammed. Durham, Ontario. <sighs> driven through there literally a billion times. Okay. All right. This is similar to Kikuchi last year. They continued to roll with him until last, the last few weeks of the season. When, it, when he went away for the offseason, he regrouped and came back stronger this year. You kind of have to roll with him now that you brought him back up. Tim and Allison. Like, to me... Always shout out to Allison. Got some family up Allison, there as well. Allison, yeah, yeah. I said Allison, I think. That's fine. It's Allison. You got Allie on the brain. Can't yeah, believe you. I, <laughs> I think <laughs> they're, like, this isn't the scary part yet to me. Mm. Like, I think this year he can suck. Guys have off years. Oh, like, okay. That's, I, okay. If, I he comes back, if he comes back next year. <laughs> yes, okay. And stinks again. Then it's like, I was then so we're in the then we're in the terrifying then we're in the Jacine the, the Jacine zone. Shashin. Yeah, I was really wondering where you're going with that because I was sitting here going, I, I'm pretty scared right now. Do not like this part of the movie, but you're right. We're in like the first act of the horror movie, and it's like as long as the monster stays in the basement, we'll be okay. But guess what? Uh, very good chance he comes back uh, next year. Uh, whether that's the monster, Alec Manoa, I will leave that up for you to decide. Uh, Baker from Linden. Jays are a top five team in some rankings. What do you think? They don't look it. Which rankings? Text in the link. Well, I mean, you look at the offense that they've had. They they throw the numbers up there. Defensive run saved, especially. But the what the outfield defense has given them. There are metrics that prove that or show that this team has high a high water mark that it can reach. I mean, listen to the way we talked about them coming off the sweep. Of the of the Diamondbacks, right? And uh, there, we did have a game Monday. We talked about the Diamondbacks oh, series, we did. so we You're did. Right. Uh, yeah. We were both so groggy, and by both, I mean you, uh, that we forgot that <laughs> that, roll with it, that, eh? that happened. I just let you have that one. Thank yeah, you. it's okay. We were all we were all excited, and I liked that you were excited. Uh, but yeah, I think that when you when you look at where you're at with Manoa right now, this is scary. But if he comes back and isn't this guy next year, it it come again. I don't want to overstate this, but I don't know that it's doing it. It really changes the medium-term plans of this organization. Now, Barrios has bounced back this year, allows you a lot mm-hmm. more wiggle room. You still have Gosman under contract for a handful of years, and there's no reason to think he's going to fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So because of that, the hound dog, he's been good. You got your one, two, three, and you're kind of set up there for the nearish future. But let's not forget what Alec Manoa was supposed to be, and it was the crown jewel of the staff for the next 10 years. When you're an all-star yeah. in your first big season, that's kind of what's expected. So I don't think it is an absolute disaster for this year. They've proven they've been able to get by without it, but it really does raise questions for me of what the medium-term future is for this yep. team. I completely agree. All right, keep the text coming in, 590-590. What do you do with Manoa? Where's your concern level? What do you think's gone wrong? What would your plan be? And if you're grinding, even fake grinders we want to hear from you mckee's chuckling you want to give that one to us or you're just okay we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep that one uh between us maybe we'll have it for you on the other side elliot friedman joined the folks at nhl network yesterday giving us a little insight borderline news even into what's happening with the leafs we'll have that for you when we continue it's fan morning show with gunning and mckee on sportsnet 590 the fan sportsnet 590 the fan Good job, Sam, man. Fan morning show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee here. 
Big shout out to our guys behind the glass. And again, just one last wonderful shout out for our boy Alain. Did not let us know it was his last day yesterday. It's a shame. Would have maybe let him set a word on here. Maybe we could have mixed that in. I I heard him speak in French as we were leaving yesterday, which I knew he did. But whenever you hear it from somebody who doesn't speak like butchered, I took French till grade nine, they can actually speak. I was like, God, sounds so good. Um, All right, complete non sequitur. What would you like to say? Well, no, my wife is... Oh, right. You don't get blown away by this at all. No, she's half French. So her and her mom speak French all the time. And I always love it. I do love it. it's great. Language of love, baby. I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. We'll just keep on moving. No, no. You're back. back. We're back. So you guys, a good bus, good bus song. there. Yeah. Okay. But I thought you were going to go with the, uh, the TTC skedaddler. Oh, I don't. You never heard that song? I don't know this oh, one. No. Okay, that's a okay. classic. That's a right. Stomp Don Connors okay. joint. Never heard that one? I, I mean, I might have, but yeah. TTC Skedaddler. Sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't have that off the top of my hand or off the top of my head there. Something we did get yesterday. Feels unfair to call it news because it's not. But an update on the complete lack of news coming out of out of Leafsland. Elliot Friedman is like the guy reporting on the Boxing Day shopping that will be happening soon. Uh, he joined our friends at NHL Network yesterday uh, to discuss the goings-on or lack thereof in Leafsland. Here's Freach. Well, I think there's a few things here. With Samsonov, first of all, I think the Maple Leafs had made it clear they did not want to go long-term with him. Uh, they were looking towards a shorter-term deal. Um, just maybe three years max, uh, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, he has an arbitration case on uh, Friday. So that means the arbitration uh, exchange, if they don't come to a settlement before that, will be made by tomorrow morning. Um, so that's kind of where that stands. The other question there is Matt Murray and what is his future going to be? Because the Maple Leafs are going to need cap room. Now, there are some questions about Murray's health. Uh, he's had some concussion history, unfortunately. He's had an ankle injury, too. And I, I think the biggest question was going to be if the Maple Leafs were going to be able to buy him out if they wanted to. So if that if the answer is no, they can't do that because of their health, and I think that's uncertain as we look at this right now, I think he's either not going to play and they're going to be able to use his, his long-term injury, or they might have to trade him somewhere with a sweetener. But... I do think this one's going to get sorted out. The Maple Leafs don't seem overly concerned about their cap situation. So I think either, uh, I think they're going to work out some kind of solution with Murray, whether it's long-term injury or something else that's going to give them room to do something. Now, the other thing with Toronto is, uh, I do believe that um, they are still talking to Matthews and Nylander about contract extensions. Uh, There's a big debate over who's going to go first. Um, I... I, I, from what I understand, the Matthews, like the Matthews thing is going to happen. I think the question is, when is it going to happen and what term is it going to happen for? I think it's going to be somewhere between three and five years. And the, and I think it's going to happen. I just don't know exactly when. The Nylander one, I, I think that's kind of at a standstill. I, I just think that uh, they aren't close. Um, I don't think that unless somebody really budges their position, that one's going to stay at a standstill. And I've said many times, I think the issue there for Nylander is if other players aren't going to take a little bit less to win there, then I don't think he's going to either. And like I said, I think Nylander's at a standstill the last I checked very recently. 
Obviously, the oh. Nylander stuff, the uh, most interesting there. Uh, God, I'm just, that's water to a well. I'm chugging over here. Yeah, you are. Uh, what do you want to start with? The contracts that we've talked about no. ad nauseum or the goalies? Because that was more interesting to me. The goalies? Yeah, we didn't really learn anything about okay. Nylander there. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, William Nylander does not want to budge. Uh, neither does Brad Schrilling. We will continue to play this that's game good. for the foreseeable future. That's good because there was a lot of budging in the prior realm. So I don't want to budge. If you believe he's worth something, stick to it. Yeah, I also don't want to squander an asset uh, and that he has proven an inability to not do in the past. So I would just like to see that not play itself to fruition. But I agree with you. There is no reason why Bradshaw Living should come in and immediately capitulate on uh, on a deal specifically to William Nylander. I don't want him doing that to Austin Matthews. So I definitely don't want him doing it uh, to to a lesser player. Um, goalies. I don't think they should go long-term with Ilya Samsonov either. So Agreed. Like Love the sound of that. I don't. Yeah. Is there any goalie? Uh, and again, this is funny. Like we're doing our, we're going to do our kind of trade value rankings here later on in the show. The idea of goalies, like, is there any goalie you'd want to go long term with? Because even the guys we feel great about, we almost certainly will not feel great about in five years, let alone eight. So yeah. I love, love, love the sounds of that. Nice little three year deal. So there's submit- up a little bit of UFA. I would love that. There's they're submitting their 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 terms this morning. Two days is the hearing, I thought, the 21st, yeah. Oh. No, they could submit terms. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly how the ARB uh, process plays out, but yeah, they could submit terms today. Arbitrator okay, has time to look it over. But yeah, 21st news. is the uh, is when they're going to have the hearing. Yeah, I don't even want three. You don't want three? No, two? No, two. Yeah. Two? Okay, two, two, is, two is the most I'm willing to go. Okay. At <laughs> what number? Uh, a little bit below Aiden Hill, probably. Oh, okay. Why? You thought it would be less than that? I thought... Be, I, I thought three and change was fair for a guy who looked good when he played, but also, you know, couldn't finish the playoffs and had moments where he had to go away as well. Like we, because I thought a little two year, $4 million would be fine. Okay. I'm, I'm totally good with that. I know that a lot of the calculations people were doing regarding the Leafs and the cap was 3 million bucks was kind of what they had earmarked for him. Obviously you'd love him at that number. If you can do it, uh, the Murray thing that was really encouraging to hear as well. Just reading between the lines, reading the tea leaves there, Sounds like Matt Murray's not going to play for the Leafs and it's not really going to be much of a problem is what that sounded like to me. Am I well, being way too optimistic yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, depends what the sweetener is to well, trade him. I didn't, I didn't, again, maybe I'm just choosing to look at this through blue colored lenses, mm-hmm. but I heard that is because I'll be honest, when the Leafs made the move last year, what did everybody say? Well, it's going to work out or because he knows Kyle and he knows Keith, he's just going to go away and that's all part of the understood. Uh-huh. And I did wonder... If that was still understood, you know, I've no, I'm not going to pretend to know who Matt Murray is super loyal to. If he mm-hmm. cares about that, if he cares about the Leafs, if he cares about Dubas, whatever it is, but reading between the lines there, it seemed to be that if Murray is not going to be the starting goalie for this team or in the same one, a one B situation he was last year, again, maybe I'm just choosing to look at this. The fact that there's seemingly no urgency to move him to me means that they're probably having conversations that end with him on LTIR, which is obviously the best case scenario of all this. I mean, I know somebody out there is going to be saying, what are you talking about? The best is he refines his form. That's not happening. He also finished the year healthy last year. This is always a problem about this, but again, he was on the bench, right? He was, he was the backup. Yeah. So to me, I don't buy the fact that he's going to be like, I'm injured. The guy wants to play. He's what? He's not even 30 yet. Yeah. Like, I, I really have a hard time believing him to be like, okay, I guys, also I'll, have... take, I'll take a year off in LTIR for you that I don't like. 
the general manager that traded for me and I'm loyal to isn't here. Like, I, I have a really hard time believing that he's just be like, okay, I'm going on LTIR. My, I have a concussion three uh, two I, years ago. I do as well. Uh, if it were me, I would have the exact same problem with that. But just hearing Fridge's tenor there, and we'll talk to Frank Saravelli about this at 830. Maybe he'll have, uh, have a little more insight on, on this. But just hearing the tenure of those words, it seems to me if that was a problem, as much as Bradshaw Living has to take care of his business with Austin Matthews and William Nylander, and that is job 1A and 1B, if Matt Murray's not going to play hockey for this team, job job two is finding a way to move him off the books or make mm-hmm. his contract disappear. And if there is no urgency to do that, maybe the argument is that there's no point to do that now. You can take a suitor for that in camp or you can do it a couple weeks, whatever, how, however that works. I understand that side of it, but I would think there'd be some urgency to find a suitor now if there was some worry that he was going to be kind of gumming up the works contract-wise. Yeah, I yeah, I think I depends what the sweetener is to me. Like if if a team was like, Hey, we'll take Matt Murray. You got to give us Nick Robertson. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you should not ask me any questions about Nick Robertson. It's like, should Nick Robertson drive the vomit comment? I mean, I bet he could do it, but I don't know if I feel so, great about it. So done. Second round pick. Yeah. 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 I think so. Mm. No, you just want to have like, what's the option? What's the other option? You just roll with Matt Murray. Plays. Well, but then you can't fit like, then you're not able to fit everything then you have to so much of the cat yeah so much of the cat yeah so much of the cat math is you can have matt murray or you can have tyler bertuzzi you can have matt murray or you can have john klingberg you can have matt murray or max domi in a bit but you can't have matt murray plus all those guys and that's why again i even me someone who i think it's fair to say i think i've been fair about him but i'm not looking at this oh yeah our man tree is gonna fix all our problems Even me, I'm looking at this going... He replaced your sweet boy. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But even me, I'm looking at this going, well, he's not just going to sit there going, gee, I hope something works itself out with Matt. Like, he has to. He would not have committed all those dollars to even just one of those guys. Like, Klingberg probably feels like the biggest luxury of all the signings. We don't need to rehash all of that. But you just don't make that one if you're worried about Matt Murray and him gumming up the work. So even me, guy who is, you know, still waiting to... To see something I should get really worked up about here with True Living, even me, is giving him the big-time benefit of the doubt there that he wouldn't just head in the sand this if it was really a problem. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I just I think it's going to be a sweetener that they're going to have to trade. And they don't I, – I shouldn't have said that they're going to trade a second-round pick because they don't have one until 2027. Not good. Which they're not allowed to trade, I don't think. Uh, it would be great if you could do, well, actually, it would be terrible. Leafs would have never had any picks forever. If you could do OHL-style trades in the NHL of just your 2042 first rounder. So what's the rounder? sweetener then? Well, I Is think it a first-round pick in 2026? No, you can't. You, well, well, you can't. Well, what if you're just stuck with them, like you're saying? Well, so here's the problem is, and I hope we get out of a point. I suppose I'm someone who is talking to a microphone. I could stop making these comparisons, but... Kyle Dubas just got out of two years for Peter Morazic by moving down, what was it, six spots in the draft? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. How can Trilliving come in here for, albeit a higher term money or higher dollar figure, but at just one year, giving up a first round pick when the whole, when he had a first round pick to play with this year and they took a guy in old cowboy there who nobody had going in the first round. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to do that, maybe you just do it with this pick, the one that you 
the the one that you reached for, or at least it seemed like a reach at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a, you got the Islanders third rounder. Maybe that's a little sexier to teams because it's the Isles, but it's still a third rounder. You have your you don't have your own third rounder next year. The the cupboards bare. Like we've talked about it ad nauseum, and. The few guys that you do have, Robertson's a different animal because, uh, quite honestly, I think the worm has turned. It's not to say he can't have a successful NHL career or mm-hmm. carve out a little niche for himself, but the idea that this guy is going to come in and just be a top six player for you, I don't think it's happening here. So I'd be fine moving on with that. But even your Topi Nimalas, your Ronnie Haravinans, those type of guys, you don't want to give up on them because you need one of them, just one, to come through and actually matter for this team and not matter in the sense that they're a top six guy, but just a half-decent contributor. They haven't had those guys, so you cannot afford to... Well, I'm just looking at this cap page. It's ugly. Yeah. I don't I don't know how... Like You look at this and you wonder how they would do anything without trading Willie. Yep. Right? So cap space with LTIR candidates. Yeah. They're still three million. They're Max Domi's money over the cap. Yeah. So to me, it's pretty clear what's could happen here. Yeah. And that just for the math there, that is Muzzin and Murray's cap hits is what the, the LTIR works out to there. Uh, just under nine mil is what they have available to them. And the team is, uh, is uh, more than that over the cap. This team's in a tough spot. They are. They're, this team is in a tough spot. Does it just quickly looking at this? Does it make you feel any differently? I I'm with you. I really like the Domiad. I really like the Bertuzzi one. Yeah, they're just one year to me. Klingberg would like looking at that. Was Klingberg a well, must they guys, add? They need guys to play defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. They but could they, you not have got a two million dollar guy to play defense opposed to four? Like I'm Klingberg for what he makes on this team. It's basically the Alex Kerfoot problem of you can't just be a guy. You're making three and a half. You're making four. You cannot just skate around. You have well, to do something. Well, he's going to be offensively inclined. Like, he's going to score I, a lot of points, especially playing with these guys. Like, it's, it's not the... I've heard this movie before. Tyson Berry, anyone? Yeah, oh, yeah. And we all hated it. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. I, just to be clear, I do not like the signing. Okay. But, like, I, I think that he's going to be a big-time contributor to this team, and he's going to have a lot of opportunities, probably going to play top power play unit. You know, he's going to be in the mix with this team big time, so... I think you had to have somebody that you thought was capable to play in your top four, and he obviously was their decision to do it. You can agree with it or not, but like outside of that, it's just I I'm really glad I'm not Brandon Pridham because I have no idea how the hell they're going to figure this out. Yeah, and it's the middle class ones. Like we love David Camp, but two four on this cap sheet looks looks like a lot. I, I have no problem. You with have that. no problem with that? No, because I mean he is a important guy for the Leafs. He I, plays in all situations. He takes huge draws. He plays like I think what is he fifth on there in their amongst yep. forwards for ice time? Like he plays a ton. I don't hate that one at all. Okay. I just I, again it goes back to the Kerfoot conundrum of it all. You have to do something other than be quietly effective. You're gonna have to be more of a difference maker for this team. And I, I'm with you. I love David Camp. We camp and we will. Uh you you could even say. But it's just that, and what am I quibbling over? Four hundred grand, three hundred grand. Would I feel better if it was Cali Yarncroke's two one? Would I feel better yeah, if Cali Yarncroke didn't have, exist? I'd much rather have uh, David Camp at two four than Cali Yarncroke sure. at two one. For sure, no question. Yeah, uh, okay. A lot more on the Leafs. Maybe we'll even get some news this week. Yeah, doubt it. That'd be way too much to ask for. Frank Saravelli going to join us at eight thirty. Maybe he'll have an update for us. But coming up next, tough for that guy on the text line. Going back to the world of golf, heading across the pond, talk to our pal. And by that, I mean, we saw him in the flesh at the RBC Canadian Open. Sansy, 
Steve Sands, a golf channel. He's going to join us next. One hour in the books here. Fan Morning Show with Gunning and McKee on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan.